The Ponch Stevenson Show, PonchStevenson.com. Episode 178, Tuesday, September 13th, 2011. So this is The Ponch Stevenson Show, PonchStevenson.com. Episode 178. I am Rob, you are Greg. Hello. And today we have a special guest on the show. Yeah. Uh... Why don't you tell us about this person? Oh, uh, okay. He's uh, the author of the uh, first ever Pee Wee Herman uh, Playhouse uh, Insider Book. Uh, the f- surprisingly, the first person has ever written one of these. What are you doing? <laughs> Nine, nothing. Uh, so, wait, all right. Well, all right. Let's let's get him. On. I was going to ask the you guy up. I was going to ask you questions, but I realized I should be asking him the questions. Yeah, the... All right, let me let me pull purpose, him up here on the Skype. The purpose of an in- interview. What am I? Is it biographer? My Mike Wallace for biography. I'm doing a conference call. Yeah, I see that. Have we ever done this before? Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. You I, you can hear me. I can hear you. <laughs> yep, we're all good. Cool. And I think I'm still here. Yep. Okay. Um. So first question. Well, a thank you for coming on to the Paunch Stevenson Show, our podcast. Oh, thank you for having. Uh, first question, just to get this out of the way. What is the correct pronunciation of your name? <laughs> My name is Kasin. Kassin. Nobody pronounces my name correctly, but it's Kasin Gaines. That's it. Kasin Gaines. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. So, Greg, why don't you... Well, okay. First of all, Kasin. Uh, Greg and I both grew up with Pee-wee Herman and, of course, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and then later Pee-wee's Playhouse. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're both big Pee-wee Herman fans. Um, and supposedly this is the first book written about Pee-wee's Playhouse, which, I mean, how could that be, right? It's, it, it, it seems like there would be at least one other book, but yours is the first. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, there's, um, you know, it's funny because I had the same reaction before I started writing the book. I was looking for information about the show, trying to find some sort of central uh, location for information about the show, and I was shocked to find that there was nothing on the internet. There's a Wikipedia page, but there's not a real uh, depth of information in one location, and um, that's what kind of set me out on the start of this project. And my other question is, well, A, how old are you? I am young. I'm a playhouse baby. I was born in 1986, if you can believe that. Wow. (laughs) That's, well, that's a good time to be born. Believe it. <laughs> and how did you get into Pee Wee Herman? I guess on Saturday mornings? Yeah, you know, I had uh, my grandpa uh, bought a VCR in the mid-80s. And I'm sure like a lot of people, he taped everything that was on HBO. And, and just he taped a ridiculous amount of stuff. And... 
when I was younger, he would sit me down and put on, you know, whatever was PG rated. So I watched a lot of Muppet movies. I watched you know, Labyrinth and things like that. And I watched um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And for a long period of time, I mean, you know, I was barely able to speak, but I really thought Pee Wee's Big Adventure and uh, the Pee Wee Herman show HBO special from 1981 were Pee Wee's Playhouse. I mean, I saw you know, other kids and cousins of mine with toys and the dolls and things like that. And Pee Wee Herman was, you know, everywhere at the time. But um, I really kind of grew up literally in the crib watching Pee Wee Herman. And uh, in fact, the first movie I went to go see in a movie theater was Big Top Pee Wee, even though I was just a, a toddler, really. So Pee Wee Herman has been um, a part of my life for as long as I can remember, literally. Now, I don't know how you feel about it today. Obviously, you were a fan at the time, but uh -huh. today, how would you rate a movie like Pee-wee's Big Adventure and, and also Big Top Pee-wee? You know, I, I genuinely think Pee-wee's Big Adventure is a phenomenal phenomenal film i mean when i mean i watch it all the time still <laughs> regularly and i just think when you think about that movie there are so many moments so many scenes that you can laugh at and remember and quote i mean from big things like the large marge and tequila and you know the alamo sequence there are those big things but then there's little things that fans know and love like the amazing larry thing at the uh in the town hall meeting and <laughs> You know, it's like, uh, you know, and knitting and knitting, you know, that whole thing. There's there's tons of great things in that movie. The, the breakfast, the uh, breakfast machine. Um, and it really has Tim Burton's stamp on it. So I love everything about Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I love the score. I love the performances. I uh, would say to people when I was interviewing that I think that Pee Wee Herman as a character is at his best in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, Big Top Pee-wee uh, doesn't hold up exactly the same to me. You know, Big Top Pee-wee, um, like I said, it was the first movie I saw in a movie theater, and I slept through uh, almost all of it. Now, granted, <laughs> I was like, you know, I was like three years old, right? So you can cut me a little bit of a break, but um, you know, it's Big Top Pee-wee's a weird movie a little bit. You know, there's the romance, there's the agriculture, you know, for those of you that haven't seen it, Pee Wee Herman is a farmer slash scientist slash gigolo of sorts. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in there. There's well, a a two and a half minute long kiss in the movie. Um, so it's it's weird, you know. Big Top Pee Wee is a is a weird one, but um, but I love yeah. Big Adventure. The Big Top Pee-wee, uh, you know, I I uh, skimmed through your uh, your book there, and what's interesting was that that apparently Paul Rubens was insistent on having this this kiss that would break this like uh, record that was set in the 1930s or 40s or something like that. Yeah, and which was just obviously that was bizarre. It's like. Here's Pee-wee Herman, who was in, you know, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and then Pee-wee's Playhouse, who was this, you know, uh, I mean, he wasn't androgynous, but he was, you know, there was no hint, really, of sexuality, and he was like a child, basically, which is why he was so popular with kids. I think somebody, uh, you quoted someone in your book about that, and I think that was, 
part of his popularity. And then here he is in this movie, and he's committing adultery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you're absolutely right. I mean, I think you have a, you had a couple different things at work there. I mean, I think that Paul Rubens never saw Pee Wee Herman as a children's character. I mean, it sounds, I think, unbelievable almost that he never saw Pee Wee Herman as a children's character, but he saw Pee Wee's Playhouse as one aspect of that character. There was the HBO stuff that was for adults. There was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. There was Pee Wee's Playhouse. You know, he had plans and aspirations for Pee Wee Herman to do a number of other films um, that were not going to be children-centered, not, you know, nothing terribly explicit, but just things that weren't for children. Um, And I don't think he realized that what attracted people to that character was the childlike quality of it. And also, I don't think he realized that after you do a children's show for a number of years, that's kind of what you become. You know, you can't you can't kind of toggle back and forth between being a children's show host and being um, a leading man in a romantic comedy. I mean, you know, the guy from Blue's Clues wasn't out making, you know, Pacino flicks, you know, at the same time. You know, there's just kind of a, it, it's a, a you have to choose. <laughs> and I, I think that he gave the public maybe a little bit more credit than um, than deserved in thinking that they would go along for the ride on that one. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because uh, you saw you quoted a number of times his his I don't know I guess it's his ex manager, uh, this mm-hmm. fellow uh, uh, Richard Abramson I think was his yes. name. Yes, and he seemed back then that he was like fiercely intent on uh, that Pee Wee's Playhouse, not even Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but that Pee Wee's Playhouse was like extremely popular with college kids. Yeah, which. You know, I'm not going to doubt the guy, but because I was, you know, seven, eight years old then, but that just seems bizarre. <laughs> I mean, the movie, yes, but the show? Well, you know, in, in this, too, it's, it's a little bit hard for me to kind of wrap my head around it because, you know, like I said, I you were seven. I You, you beat me by seven years. But, <laughs> but for, you know, Pee Wee Herman started off being kind of um, something for adults and then something that Richard Abramson, the guy that you're mentioning, um, really sought out to do was make Pee Wee Herman cool. Because when you look at Paul Rubens in that suit with the makeup and the lipstick and the rouge and the, the suit and the shoes, you know, there's very little that is cool about him just by looking at him. So Rich Abramson uh, called in a number of favors and really campaigned to get Pee Wee Herman on MTV. Um, MTV at the time was not the MTV of now, but MTV was just starting out and they needed programming. You know, they had, you know, the original lineup and in doing that, uh, a lot of teenagers recognized Pee Wee Herman from MTV. So by the time Playhouse was on the air, just a couple of years later, those were college kids that recognize that guy from MTV and, you know, they go out on Friday night, you know, drinking or whatever they do. And they just be up late zombies Saturday morning, watching Pee Wee's big adventure. I mean, uh, watching Pee Wee's playhouse. I mean, that's the way the story gets told. And in fact, um, you know, some of the ratings data that I found really supports that. I, I don't remember the exact numbers. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it's something like, I want to say it was something like 60% of the audience watching 
Pee Wee's Playhouse were children under the age of 13. And then uh, the other 40% were either parents or people in their late teens and early 20s. So it really was something that was popular with uh, a demographic way beyond Saturday morning. Yeah, and you know, one observation I've always made about that show is, you know, if you go back to the 80s, um, the cartoons were, especially Saturday morning cartoons, were so prevalent. They were so uh, powerful and, and that, like, every kid, you know, you had to watch, you know. But the thing was, it was very, a lot of it was was very gender-based. So if you mm. were a, a boy, you would watch uh, Transformers or G.I. Joe or Thundercats or something or He-Man. And if you were a girl, you would be watching, I don't know, with My Little Pony or... yeah. Some you know rainbow bright or something else like that. So there always seemed like there was a separation, mm. especially once you got to like you know seven eight years old. But this show was like the first show, particularly on Saturday morning, that seemed like you know you would go to school and the boys and the girls would both be able to like recite what happened on this show. They would you know know all the like every every kid was doing some kind of pee wee impression. It was. It was he was the forerunner essentially to The Simpsons, right? Because like The Simpsons was the yeah. next show which everybody watched, but really Pee Wee was the first one. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent, and I think that that's really um, that's really key to why the show was so popular and why the show uh, continues to be. You know, Paul just had a a Broadway run, um, his HBO special of his Broadway. Uh, show will be released on dvd in just a couple of weeks actually and i think that that's you're absolutely right i mean the thing with peewee herman in general and this is something that i didn't realize as a kid but as an adult looking back i appreciate it so much it's the number one thing i appreciate about peewee herman is that for as weird as he is and as different as he is nobody treats him as being weird or different you know, everyone that goes to the playhouse treats him like a regular person. And even in Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you know, he's meeting all sorts of people and, you know, ex-cons and, you know, ghosts and waitresses. And everyone treats Pee-wee Herman completely normally. And I think that that's really important. You know, I think it's really important that especially with things being so gendered in the eighties, like you said, with Ninja Turtles and Rainbow Bright, um, that there was a show that said, everyone watch. There's things here for girls. There's things here for boys. There's maybe things here for boys who sometimes, you know, want to dress like girls and vice versa, you know? And I think that is why that show, I argue, changed children's television as we know it because i don't even think you would have a show as i mean you know nothing against like doug or rugrats or something like that but i don't even know if you would get to a show like rugrats as as tame as that is if you didn't have Pee Wee herman attracting both genders um Cassine, uh I, I just wanted to ask you um let everyone know what the name of your book is. Yes. It's Inside Pee-wee's Playhouse, The Untold 
unauthorized and unpredictable story of a pop phenomenon. And it's unpredictable, I promise. It, it's the story that, you know, everyone thinks they know the story behind the scenes, but there's lots of new information here. Over 100 interviews were conducted, um, lots of research. It's well corroborated. It's true. <laughs> so it, it is untold and it is certainly um, unpredictable. I think a lot of things in the book will surprise people. And where can we buy it? You can buy it. Uh, right now, it's available for pre-order everywhere that books are available for pre-order. So on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble. And it will be available in stores on November 1st. So it'll be in just a couple of weeks, it'll be available everywhere. Excellent. So in, in time for the holidays, too, which is good. Yes, which is great. And, you know, they, uh, Amazon's always running great specials on Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas specials. So I suggest that you <laughs> get the book. There's a whole chapter in the book about the Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas special, which is just an amazingly glorious and bizarre moment in pop culture <laughs> kind of television history. And um, and I think the book really makes a great companion piece to uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse on DVD and the Christmas special on DVD. Can you take a minute or two and tell us about the different kinds of people that you came in contact with to provide information in your book? Sure. Um, I spoke with producers that worked on the show. I worked. I spoke with directors. I spoke with animators, uh, puppeteers, uh, actors, actresses. Uh, actors and actresses? Yes, both. I spoke with people who worked on the Pee-wee Herman show in 1981, people who worked on Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Big Top Pee-wee, The Playhouse, the recent live show. Um, the book, and this is actually a really important point to make, the book is inside Pee-wee's Playhouse, but it really chronicles the entire Pee-wee Herman career. So it picks up, I want to say, in 1978 when Paul Rubens is attempting to make it big and he's out in Los Angeles and he's a relatively unknown person. And the book concludes uh, in, I believe, January of this year. Um, so it really covers everything. It focuses on Pee-wee's Playhouse, but it really looks at everything and everything is is touched on in the book. Um you know, the interviews that I found most rewarding were the interviews with people like Paul's former manager, Paul's former personal assistant, because those were people that not only worked on the show, but also worked creatively with him, uh, that, you know, worked with him in terms of how he wrote and how he created these characters and created this world. Um, and those were the things that I think will be of real interest to people that uh, like Pee Wee Herman a lot and people that have no idea why anyone likes Pee Wee Herman, but are, we're always kind of curious. I think that the book <laughs> provides an answer as to why people uh, like him. Cassine, if it were not for the internet, would this book have been possible? This book would never have been possible without the internet. It's so funny to me because I am uh, an aggressive Facebooker. I tweet all the time. I use social media um, you know, like most of us, I use it just for social reasons to connect with people. But I started um, this book really came out from me accidentally running into one of the actresses on Pee Wee's Playhouse on Facebook. And I sent her a message and um, 
it inspired me to look up some other people. And almost all of the interviews for this book were set up via Facebook, if you can believe that. Um, all the interviews, almost all the interviews were done via Skype. Um, I've met with a number of people in Los Angeles and in New York that have worked on the show. Um, but this book, I've connected with a hundred people that worked on the show via Facebook, <laughs> essentially, which is just ridiculous. It's staggering to think about, but um, I think it's really important. Um, you know, I mean, we'll call it what it is. I'm a young person. I was able to write a book um, without ever having written a book before because of Facebook. <laughs> and I think that's a pretty amazing thing and something that, um, you know, if, if there are people that are listening that would like to write books and don't know where to get started, you know, just look up people. I mean, most people have a Facebook nowadays, so it's it's been really uh, beneficial to me. Yeah, so it's, it's a whole new world out there. Yeah, it is. It's 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 changed. I think it's changed the way we do journalism. You know, it, it's changed the way. I mean, how many people found out, you know, any bit of news that, you know, Osama bin Laden was dead via Facebook versus watching it on television? You know, I think that we just communicate so much quicker and so much more personally via the Internet. And I think that this book really um, is a testament to that. I have one more question, and then I'll let I'll let Greg jump in because we you know we we trade off. But sure. Um, in your opinion, do you think that if Pee Wee Herman never existed, and it's the year twenty eleven, and children have already been into things like Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and Teletubbies and whatever else they're into now, I don't even know. But and let's say Pee Wee Herman just you know like came out of nowhere in the year 2011 would it have taken off as well as it did in the 1980s like in other words was peewee herman so popular because a of the content and the humor but b also because the 1980s was such a a different time or is it really timeless that's a great question and I believe there would be an audience for Pee Wee Herman had he never existed. I mean, the thing with Pee Wee Herman was in the 80s, he was retro. In the 80s, he harkened back to the 50s and shows like Howdy Doody and Captain Kangaroo. There was Claymation, like the Penny cartoons, and... There were also all those old cartoons that the King of Cartoons would come in and show. And I think that because Pee-wee was never really modern, I mean, you know, the show was different and it it was loud and it was in your face and it was all those things. But it was never really like new feeling. I mean, it, it still had a, an air of old to it, even the way Pee-wee dresses I think that there would be an audience for that. I think that, you know, we are a nostalgic people. That's why we have, you know, movies like Transformers, the Smurfs. You know, I saw a really funny tweet the other day that said something like, you know, if Marty McFly was in his DeLorean and came to 2011, he would see the Smurfs at the movie theater. He would see uh, Transformers, you know, all these other things that are currently out. And he would think that he never even traveled. Um <laughs> 
But, you know, I, I think that there would be an audience because there's always an audience for things that harken back to the good old days, you know, and I think that that's something that Pee Wee represents. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. Excellent points. Greg, do you have any other questions? Uh, yeah, well, I was going to mention uh, the website for the book is insidetheplayhouse.com. Correct. And I was checking this out. It's a really nice, uh, nicely done website. Very, Thank you. Uh, very succinct, very easy to navigate, has a lot of pictures and all that kind of stuff. Um, one thing I was going to ask was, in the book, you have, and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm what they call kind of like a, uh, a very simple, like a simpleton reader. I'm, I'm, I don't read like a lot of books, a lot of long books or anything like that. So this is a really good book for me. And, and it has uh, lots of pictures for yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> I need pictures. You have a lot of pictures in there, and I'm guessing you got those, a lot of those from uh, the people that you interviewed were. Did you try to get in touch at all with the actual, I don't even know who the rights holder is to the show at this point. Were they receptive at all or? Um, yeah, I guess there are two, I guess there are two questions in there. So I'll, I'll try and I'll tease them out. So the pictures were all from people that I interviewed. You are correct. Um, I interviewed uh, a number of staff photographers or people that took pictures on the set and just ask them, you know, do you happen to have any pictures that you retain the rights to? And, you know, the people that I spoke to said, well, yeah, you know, there are some pictures that Paul has the rights to. And then there are some pictures that were outtakes or, you know, supplemental shots that you can have. So the thing that's really cool that you might not have even realized is that while the pictures are professional uh, quality, they are almost all never before seen pictures they're all like the b-sides they're all the outtakes um so the book has over 250 pictures they are printed in color and they're really um they're awesome they're really awesome pictures i can't imagine the book without the pictures um then the other part of the question that you asked was about paul rubin's people and i did uh two years ago i reached out to paul rubin's and uh, informed him of what I wanted to do. And um, Paul Rubens, as far as I understand, uh, would like to write a book one day. I don't know if it's currently in the works or if it's just something that he would like to do at one point in time. But um, but he is reserving um, his memories uh, for the book that he may work on. So that's why the book is unauthorized. Um, there are a number of people that I reached out to who didn't speak to me because the book was unauthorized, but most people were so happy to celebrate the show that they worked on. I mean, the thing that's always been amazing to me about Pee-wee's Playhouse is that that show just screams collaboration. When you look at it, you know that the set guy did a really good job and the puppet makers did a really good job and the actors, all of them did a really good job and all those things. The animators did a phenomenal job. And there are only one or two names that you associate with Pee-wee's Playhouse, you know, Paul Rubens being one of them. So I, I, a lot of people that I spoke to were really glad to lend their voice to this book because it's a way of kind of 
reestablishing and and kind of I don't want to say getting credit for, but for being remembered and being able to celebrate their work on this piece of pop culture history too. Yeah, and you know, just a couple other things that I, that I you know, while just skimming, basically skimming through with that, I noticed was that I, I don't even, I don't even remember this. Well, one thing was the Christmas special that you mentioned. I don't mm-hmm. know if Rob remembers this, but I don't remember. I really don't remember that at all. I just remember the show, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't remember because it, it was probably on like one time. You know, yeah, that, it's on VHS and DVD. I, I just said VHS. Now I'm dating myself, nah. but it's on a DVD. It's um, it's wacky. I mean, it's yeah. it's so crazy. It's like one of those old school Christmas specials, like the Rich Little or or any of those things. Yeah. But it's Pee Wee Herman that has a ton of celebrity cameos. It has Little Richard, Little Richard. I don't know if I can say this. I'll say it anyway. Little Richard. <laughs> Little Richard almost contributed a foreword to this book, if you can believe that. Nah. So, um, so Little Richard, if you're listening, that's you know, I missed your foreword. I wish we had it. Nah. Um, but uh, Little Richard, Charo, uh, Frankie, and Annette, uh, Frankie Avalon, uh, and Annette Funicello, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, Joan Rivers. Uh, there's a laundry list of people. Magic Johnson who uh, is the cousin of the magic screen, we find out. And um, there's just a lot of people that contribute to that special. Grace Jones, uh, Katie Lang, <laughs> as more names are just flowing into my head. Wow. And, um, and it's just crazy. I mean, you know, it's Pee Wee Herman and the holidays. There's a really great um, Hanukkah sequence in the Christmas special, which is great. Um, I'm not sure. Paul Rubin says that this is, uh, that it was the first christmas special to incorporate a hanukkah portion that might be true i don't know i didn't really fact check that but uh, i'll take his word for it but uh it's a really interesting special i suggest that you check it out it's on amazon it's usually pretty inexpensive so greg and rob that's going to be your your homework assignment oh wow uh and then the other thing was and obviously i probably never would have come across this but um, that they actually released a full-sized version of Cherry, the chair, and like a 40-inch tall peewee doll, which is like three and a half, you know, over three feet tall. That is true. And let me tell you something. I, I want you to believe me when I tell you this. If we were on video right now, I would show you because in my house, <laughs> in my basement right now, I have the the big cherry and I have the 40 inch Pee Wee Herman doll and I would, I would hold it up and show you right this second. (laughs) But, uh, it's, it's a sight to be seen. I'll tell you that. (laughs) At some point after we finish, would you be able to email us a picture of those things? Absolutely. And in fact, it's a, it's a great segue to a plug. You can go, I have a a public Facebook account. It's Facebook dot com slash Kasim Gaines C-A-S-E-E-N-G-A-I-N-E-S and there are pictures of it there it really yeah, I think exists. that's where I saw it yeah is that where you saw it, it? yeah I think so because I, I think I was checking your pictures out and I, I saw it there I was like wait a minute they really it's sold that? it's big and it's weird you know people come over my house and they go into my basement and they're like what you know <laughs> my, I have a dog my dog doesn't even mess with it I think my dog yeah. thinks it's a person <laughs> <laughs> 
My dog is named Penny too, but not ah. not named after the Pee Wee's Playhouse character. Oh. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> and then the other it, the weird thing was that, that this just occurred to me. I don't know why I didn't under I didn't really like pick up on this like years ago, but I am a giant fan of the FX show. I've told this to Rob before. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. I don't know if you ever seen it. Me too. It. Yes, and I love that show because it's insane. It's I love it. It's so filthy. <laughs> yes, and one of the the part time characters, one of the 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 guy, main character's mothers, guy Charlie, is played by Lynn Stewart, mm-hmm. who was Miss Yvonne in Pee Wee's, you know, Playhouse. Which I was, I was like, you know, I f- somehow I learned of this a couple of weeks ago, and I was like. Wow, I, I I didn't even realize it was the same person. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's so weird for me, <laughs> especially since I've been working on the book to watch uh, "It's Always Sunny" and see Lynn Stewart on the show. It's it's just crazy. It's like the farthest you could get from Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? Like that <laughs> that show. Yeah, but um, but yeah, and she is she's great. You know, Lynn Stewart is a fantastic actress i can't say enough good about lynn stewart she really is a a phenomenal actress and um it's a little bit hard to tell i think from from just miss yvonne because miss yvonne is so gidget like you know so sandra d but you know she's a really really uh funny woman she's also in american graffiti um she uh you know is a is out of the groundling that improv troupe and they're just all brilliant there right um, all right, so I think the last question from me would be, I don't know if you you kind of you at the end of your book, you kind of mentioned some of the rumors over the last couple of years and well, I guess two questions was one, um, the live show that came out I, one of our friends went to see it in New York. It was uh, it was a little expensive, I think for us to to splurge on that but uh, we're just gonna wait you know wait for it on dvd or something but you know what were your thoughts about the live show and then the other thing is is there any chance that there's going to be some kind of a movie or an actual you know revamping of the maybe the show comes back or anything or yeah the um i flew out to los angeles to go see the live show before I knew that it was coming to New York. So I probably would have saved a couple of bucks and just stayed here. But yeah, <laughs> but the, um, I thought the live show was visually amazing. I mean, to be able to see that set in person is a remarkable thing to see the set and the puppets. I mean, it was, it was like being three years old, watching it in front of a television, except you know, most people that watch Pee-wee's Playhouse, or at least I'll speak personally, you know, I was an only child while Pee-wee's Playhouse was on television. So I was screaming at the television by myself <laughs> and laughing at the jokes by myself and doing Pee-wee Herman impressions by myself. And to be able to have that experience with a room full of adults <laughs> was just so surreal and one of the most fun things I've I've experienced, you know, just to have these people well-dressed in a Broadway theater screaming at the secret word is just <laughs> fun. <laughs> it's just 
fun. That's what it is. Um, and I thought the show really was great closure in a way. And not saying that the Pee Wee Herman thing is done, but, you know, Pee Wee Herman was here today, gone tomorrow. You know, literally toys pulled off of shelves, um, you know, the show no longer on television, a punchline. You know, it, it was Pee Wee Herman was gone. And I think it was just great to be in a room with a bunch of people that missed him, you know, for lack of another term, missed him, um, to be able to to celebrate that he was there again and, you know, and, and have that kind of moment. Um, Paul does have a development deal for a movie with um, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow is signed on to produce. Wow. Uh, he's co-writing. Actually, the movie's already been written, but it's co-written with a guy named Paul Rust who was in, I might be getting the title wrong, but I think it was I Love You, Beth Cooper. Is that the name of the movie? Am I messing this up? Uh, yeah, yes, I think you're right, yes. He was I think the, it's I Love You, Beth Cooper. Yeah, he and, was the main uh, kind of dorky character. Yes, yeah. and um, Paul Rust is a very funny guy, and um, it's a road trip movie. Um, it's kind of in the, ba- the vein of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, from what I've been told. Um I don't think any Playhouse characters or anything like that will be in it. It's supposed to be kind of grounded in reality. Um, the movie has not been greenlit yet, but I know Universal has read the script and um, is trying to work out how much they can do the movie for, and you know all that all that nitty gritty Hollywood stuff. But it looks like it looks like a movie might happen with Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman. With Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman. Have you, ah. have you guys seen Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman recently? No. I saw him on, you know, Leno or something a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, you know, he uh, he holds up really well. I mean, yeah. you know, he's Paul Rubens is, I think he's 58 or 59, and he still looks pretty good. You know, he looks pretty good. He's He's got a, a youthful um, a youthful quality about him that that's still there, you know. During Pee Wee's Playhouse, he was in his like mid thirties, so I mean, he wasn't like a teenager then, you know. But um, he he still holds up. He can do he can do another film. Hmm. I have two questions, and then and and that's it for me. But one like more lighthearted, maybe, and then and then one you know more serious. But the more lighthearted one is. I guess kind of at the same time or, or maybe a couple of years later, but um, since you're such a, a Pee Wee Herman fan and, and, and Greg and I are too, uh, were you at all also a fan of Family Matters and Steve Urkel? Absolutely. Are you kidding? <laughs> Absolutely. Because I am too, still. Ugh. Absolutely. Let me tell you, I had a I had a Pee Wee Herman doll and I had an Urkel doll, and I think those are the only dolls <laughs> that I had. But no, the weird thing was that it, you know what's kind of in common with those shows is they never made a video game of either show, which yeah, I never wow. understood. What would, what would a and I can imagine what an Urkel game would look like, right? Like you figure like Urkel's trying to get in the house and like you know everyone's trying to get rid of him you know and you have to throw pies at him or something yeah. like that <laughs> like the like the really crappy back to the future game for nes if you guys know what i'm talking about oh, yeah, yeah. Where the, he's he's chased by bees with the with the guys carrying the, yeah. the pane of glass <laughs> um so that yeah, remember be, that part in the movie 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you can just replace Marty McFly with Urkel and you would have the same exact right. game. <laughs> and it would make a lot more sense. <laughs> but um but I can't totally imagine what a Pee-wee Herman game would look like. It would maybe maybe there'd be like a snack time challenge where like you'd have to make ice cream soup or something in less than a minute and you have to have all the ingredients right or maybe you know one of the characters is lost in the playhouse and you have to find them i don't even know what a peewee herman game would look like well i think in reality what would have happened because this is what happened with most of the other licensed games back then was some like lousy uh game developer would have bought the license and they would have essentially having no clue you know what the show was about they would have made a game that was like a, a kind of like an adventure game with Pee-wee as a character. And then they'd have all the Playhouse people kind of like appearing as, as enemies. You know, they wouldn't have even known what, what to do. So it had nothing to do with it. It's not like, like that I lament, oh, man, well, why wasn't there a game? I was just shocked that they never actually went forward and licensed the game. I mean, they sold so many toys. So are you saying that it would be Pee Wee Herman chased by the bees? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been totally uh, irrelevant to the subject matter, but I was just always surprised that they never tried to make a game at all. The merchandising of that show, you know, Paul Rubens was very involved in all aspects of that show, especially the merchandising, because... He never wanted it to appear cheap. You know, he never wanted Pee Wee Herman to be licensed to something and not have it meet the quality of the show or meet the quality of what he wanted to do. I mean, you know, there were literally hundreds, plural, hundreds of Pee Wee Herman doll heads that were sculpted because Paul Rubens rejected so many of them because, you know, he wanted them to look a certain way. And... Uh, so I don't know if a video game ever could have happened. I think Paul Rubens might have been meeting with the Japanese developers, you know, trying to get the exact color uh, gray on the suit, and it never would have come out. They would have vetoed it. Yeah. So what else are you going to ask, Rob? Oh, yeah, and then so, so the more serious question. The hard-hitting, the Diane Sawyer question. Go ahead. <laughs> and I'm sure Greg was probably going to ask this too, but could you just take a minute or two... You know, obviously, this is part of the history. Mm -hmm. um, could you just take a minute or two to just comment on the, quote, incident? Oh, the incident. Oh, the incident. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the incident. So the incident being um, when Paul Rubens was rejected for Saturday Night Live. Is that what you're talking about? No, just kidding. <laughs> um, so the, the incident. So, yeah, um, comment. Uh a comment what kind of comment would you like well i i guess what i would say is like i remember well obviously and you you have this in the book the great misnomer at the time was that even though paul rubens in reality had ended the show yeah everybody automatically assumed because of the timing he got arrested for this indecent exposure and therefore they've can't cbs has canceled the show his career is over because he like vanished overnight like we saw him in Batman Returns, but that was in Buffy, but that was it. Yeah, you know, and it's uh the the crazy thing is the incident with Paul Rubens and the indecent exposure arrest never would happen today. No. I mean, you know, despite like, you know, the obvious 
internet and why there's almost no such thing as indecent exposure anymore. But, you know, it's um, celebrities just handle scandal differently now. You know, Lindsay Lohan, uh, Charlie Sheen, Britney Spears, all these people for all of their hangups and personal issues that they've had. They release a statement. They have a lawyer come out and bark at people. They disappear for three months and they come back and everyone loves a comeback story, you know? And Paul Rubens didn't take that strategy at all. I mean, Paul Rubens went into seclusion. He uh, made two public appearances afterwards as Pee Wee Herman won uh, at the MTV Video Music Awards. And Pee Wee Herman was basically left for dead. And not that Paul Rubens ever said, like, I'm never doing this character again. Nobody likes me. But it was just kind of, you know, people will get over it. And the jokes continued and the jokes continued. And what celebrities, I think, realize now is you have to get ahead of the story. You know, you have to define it on your own terms and, you know, and try and control that narrative. And Paul Rubens didn't do that. He allowed Jay Leno and David Letterman and those people to railroad him, you know? And um and and he had appeared on Letterman in the early eighties. Yeah, he had. Um, he had appeared on Letterman several times, and and I think, you know, the thing that I really learned in writing this book is, um, you know, Paul Rubens is a person, and I don't mean that in like you know, I mean that in a very literal way. You know, celebrities are people, and when you talk to enough people on the phone and you talk about you know, people talking about Paul, um, you really get a sense of what it means to be a person who is a celebrity beyond, you know, Us Weekly or Rolling Stone or whatever. And I think Paul Rubens was, you know, hurt that, you know, more of his celebrity friends didn't come out to his defense, that, you know, David Letterman, whose show he had appeared on numerous times, was now cracking jokes about him, that Jay Leno was doing the same. And, you know, because we're not in the bubble, right? We look at it and we say, that's what David Letterman has to do. David, that He makes jokes. I mean, how could you not make a joke about that? But I think it really kind of bothered Paul Rubens that there wasn't more support for him publicly and that, you know, there's a, a great thing. It's not in the book, but Paul Rubens has a great kind of quote um, where he said that the thing that offended him most about uh, the incident was that the year he was arrested, Time magazine named him one of the most intriguing people in the world. And he said, you know, for years, I tried to fight the good fight. I had a children's show. My my comedy was relatively clean. I I thought I was doing good things. I tried to make a, a stamp on the world, and I'm intriguing because of this. I mean, you know, this is this is what my legacy is. It's this, and I I think that you know all of us when you can when you take a step back and you imagine yourself in those shoes, I think you know, all of us would kind of feel the same way and, and we would understand why he kind of disappeared for such a long time. And that was really the beginning of this whole kind of gotcha uh, entertainment yeah. thing, which eventually happened with like Michael Jackson and mm. and other people where it was like, oh, you, you might be, you know, people, you know, kids like you, people love you, but then one little thing and oh, we're, we're, let's just, let's, let's get him. 
We got to yeah. jump on him. We got to get him. And I just remember as being a kid then, like I wasn't really, I've, by the time that, that the show was pulled off the air finally, I, was, I wasn't watching it that much anymore because I was like 12, mm-hmm. 13. But I just remember when, you know, I was, a, I was angry that they pulled it off the show because, I mean, even at that time, I didn't even understand what he had done because, like, no adult would literally tell me what he had done. So mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, what the, what's the problem? He was in a movie theater, so what? Yeah. You know, I, I remember, like, teachers, I think one of our teachers was like, oh, well, he was caught in a movie theater standing up and, and yelling at people. And everybody was like, <laughs> what? What's so bad about that? And I remember when he when he was in Batman Returns, and we didn't even know he was in it. And we were, you know, I was in a theater watching it, and all of a sudden I was like, "What? It's Pee Wee!" What, what? And then you know he was gone, and it was like, "Wow, man!" So even I was a little annoyed at that. So I think that's why he's kept all of these fans over the years. Is that you know most of the kids, the young people, then weren't you know as you know obsessed that he had been arrested as you know the uh, the the uh, the right wingers I guess were but oh well I think that the the reason why you know maybe it affected him more than someone like Lindsay Lohan or Britney Spears or Charlie Sheen is because maybe Paul Rubens like set the bar higher for himself mm-hmm. he had a higher standard his 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 work was so good the quality was always so good Plus the fact that he was dealing with children and, you know, people get a, get crazy whenever things involve children. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, and, and for him not even to, like, get drunk somewhere or get into a car crash or whatever, but to do that, it's like, you know, the one extreme of such high-quality children's programming and then the other extreme of what he had gotten caught doing, I feel like maybe that's why... And he got raked over the coals worse than maybe some other people today who have lower standards. And the mugshot. The mugshot was one of the worst mugshots ever. It's tragic. <laughs> you know, I think I think you are absolutely right, Rob. I really do. And I think that it's one of those things where, you know, Paul Rubens did not exist for a long period of time in the 80s. Pee Wee Herman was Paul Rubens in the public eye. And, you know, if you look at the credits of any of those Pee Wee Herman uh, things, the Pee Wee's Big Adventure or the Playhouse, it always says Pee Wee Herman as himself. That's the way that's the way he's credited. Pee Wee Herman is a real person. He gave his first public appearance. I'm sorry. He gave his first late night interview as himself in 1999 ever. Wow. As himself. So when you when you think about that, you know, I think you do have the children's host thing. You have the standards thing and, and the quality of work that he put out. And you have the fact that Pee Wee Herman was so, I think Greg said it, androgynous. You know, he was so, you didn't know where to put him, what box to put him in. You know, is he a boy or is he a man? Is he, you know, he wears a lot of makeup. So, you know, is he gay? Is he straight? Is he, you know, even in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you know, he doesn't like Dottie, the girl in the movie, but does he not like her because he doesn't like her? Or does he not like her because, you know, he doesn't like girls? It, it's completely ambiguous in that way. And, you know, one of Pee Wee's catchphrases is, you know, of course, I know you are, but what am I? And that 
but what am I thing is part of the allure of Pee Wee Herman. You know, who is Pee Wee Herman? And I think for a lot of people who said that guy's weird, there's something about him that just seems a little weird. Why is he an adult acting like a child? And, you know, people, people get weirded out by lots of things. You know, I, I worked at a music store for a period of time and I remember when, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was out, I would try and get people to buy it. And they'd be like, oh, I don't want to buy that for my my kid. Willy Wonka looks weird in that movie. And it's like, well, he looks weird. I mean, that's that's why you don't buy something, because he looks weird. You know, it's just people get weirded out by weirdness. And I think that for a lot of people, seeing that mugshot and seeing Paul Rubens for the very first time, they said, oh, my God, that's who I let in my living room. You know what I mean? I think... I think there were lots of people that were probably terrified. And I don't yeah. mean that like sarcastically or hyperbolically. I mean, like there are probably people in middle America who said, oh, my God, I can't believe I let that person talk to my kids every Saturday morning. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you know, and that's an unfortunate thing because, you know, that is so not what Paul Rubens is about. But I think that. Even to this day, there are lots of people that I talk to about the book and they go, you know, like, why would you want to write a book about that person? You know, and then he still has that. That that is forever. Unfortunately, it's forever a part of Pee Wee Herman's uh, career. It's a part of Paul Rubin's career. That's a part of it. And it's so tame (laughs) compared to what people get in trouble for. It's a it was a victimless crime. He hurt no one. He offended no one. He was at an adult theater. It's not like he was at a screening of The Little Mermaid or something. And, you know, it just, the reaction was ridiculous. Now, I just checked on your website that you're doing a, a signing at a Starbucks in a couple of months. Yes. And you guys are Jersey people, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I, I will be, I have a number of appearances coming up. I'm going to be in Little Ferry, uh, having an appearance at Starbucks. I, that's uh, the, I don't have the date on me. You're on the what? Do you, do you have that date? Uh, it's November the 8th. Thank you. November the 8th. I will be um, at Chiller Theater. For those of you that know Chiller Theater, it's a convention. Um, I will be in the dealer room with copies of the book, signing them for those that are interested. That's in New Jersey, in Persephone, I believe. Um, I have an appearance at in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, at the Midtown Scholar Bookstore. That's in mid-November. I have a really great event that I'm so excited about. It's um, October 27th. It's at the Museum of Comic and Cartoon Art, MOCA, in Manhattan. And myself, I'm going to be moderating a discussion with a number of people who animated on Pee-wee's Playhouse about the animation of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Um, and there's a good chance that that'll be live streaming via the internet also. And, um, and Nick Park, Nick Park, who, uh, is one of the big creative heads behind Wallace and Gromit, who also animated the first season of Penny, Nick Park will be joining us via Skype for that event. So I'm, I'm really excited to be doing that. It's not on the website yet, but it's happening. It'll be up there soon once the details get ironed out, but it's October 27th in New York. So, I mean, I I definitely want the book, so maybe I'll stop by in person to get it. Stop by. I'd love to. I'll write you a nice personal message like I've known you all my life. Uh, <laughs> but um, we will definitely try to make it. And, you know, 
Greg and I can talk with you about this stuff for hours and hours and hours. And thanks again for coming on. Um, I think the bottom line is throughout the rise and the fall and, and now this new rise of Pee Wee Herman, I think the bottom line is that, like you said in the beginning, Pee Wee Herman just transcends age, he transcends gender, and it's just a fun character that everyone of, of every color, age, sexual orientation just bonds with and laughs at and, and doesn't make fun of but feels like, like almost a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, that just one quick story that just reminded me of. Sorry, I'll be quick, I promise. But I just had a an author event uh, maybe a month ago in Maywood, New Jersey, which is near where I live. And I was nervous about it. You know, I, I was showing some clips of Pee Wee Herman's uh, HBO special and Pee Wee's Playhouse and just showing some things to a room of people that were mostly there for me, some people there because of the venue. Um, a couple of people were real Pee Wee fans that came out. And as I'm showing the clip, I'm going, God, I hope they laugh. I hope they laugh. I hope, you know, I hope I'm not boring them to tears. And the laughter just was so steady and so loud, you know, with these adults, you know, these people that are, that have jobs and are otherwise, you know, cool people in their regular life can just sit back in a room with other adults and laugh at a TV screen and watch Pee Wee Herman in 2011. And I just think that is, that is what Pee Wee Herman's about. It is that, that humor, that, that fun is timeless. And I think even if you're, even if you don't want to, you can't help but but laugh and chuckle at some of the things that he does. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, and I, you know, ironically, this Tuesday is the 25th anniversary of the show. Yes. So, that crazy. Yeah. 25 so we'll, years. My goodness. Yeah. So Time we'll try flies. and we're gonna try and get the episode edited so we get it on the anniversary. Awesome. Least, cool. And I'll we'll, I'll we'll tell it as if it. we did. Well. Cassine Gaines inside the playhouse.com. Again, thank you so much for coming on. And, you know, we hope to meet you and we wish you lots of luck and success with your book. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Thanks, you too. Bye bye. See ya.
you there? Hello. Sorry, did I hang up uh, too soon? Oh, no, 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 no. You can hang up. We're oh, okay. <laughs> so was that good? Was I a hit? Yeah, that perfect. Was pretty good. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. That was really a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we'll we'll send you an email when the episode is up. There should be, you know, like Greg said, we'll try to do it for the the exact day of the 25th anniversary. Cool. And let me tell you, I have to tell you something. On my Facebook, I asked people, you know, what podcasts do you guys like to listen to? Just so I can, you know, take a listen and, and reach out to people. And a number of people said Punch Stevenson. So, you know, really? the, the, I, I swear to God, I'm not lying. So the Pee Wee people are listening. At least a couple of them, but there are Pee Wee people. <laughs> I promise. Wait, were they local people? No, they were. <laughs> they weren't. You know, I think... Um, Oh God, I'm going to sound like an idiot because I don't know what that app's called. Is it Stitcher? I have no idea. <laughs> there's a there's an app on on uh, the iPod. <laughs> I'm sounding like a real old person, right? The iPod. Is it? It's, it's on the Victrola. On the on that device, there is an app that um, like searches and pulls all sorts of podcasts, and I think you guys are on there where people, you know. Yeah. Just that, just kind of search popular culture or search, you know, yeah. Ninja Turtles or whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> you guys tag your posts with. Awesome. If they search it, it comes up um, on that app. So there are people that have that have listened in. Awesome. Well, thanks for letting us know that. No problem. <laughs> well, that's the thing we always we always say on the show, like if you're listening, send you know put a comment on the website, email us, do something. <laughs> Yeah, but people are lame. You know that. Like we're on in Antarctica. Yeah, but how many people? I mean, how many times have you gone on to? You know, people are so weird. They think that. I know. I do the same. Because you're on the internet, you know, because you are public in some way, you're like unreachable. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) You know. So even even me, you know, as I reached out to you guys, I was like, oh, I hope they respond. You know, you guys are in Jersey. I probably could have walked to your house, but (laughs) I teach. I teach at Hackensack High School. In addition to. Writing books about Pee Wee Herman, I also teach. <laughs> Writing books about Pee Wee Herman doesn't pay the bills, so I have to have another job. <laughs> well, That's awesome, I mean, though. Yeah, I mean, look, if this book is really, you know, if there's literally, I, I mean, I never even, you know, never thought to look for something like that, but if there's really no other books on Pee Wee Herman anywhere, I got to think None. that this will sell pretty well. I mean, there's... Thanks. I hope so. I mean, you know, it's... My mom sat me down the other day. I don't live at home anymore. My mother called me over. She wanted to have me over for lunch. And apparently it was just like an intervention, right? So like she <laughs> and my, she and my father sit me down. And they go, so if the book doesn't sell, you know, we just want to let you know we're very proud of you. And you know, I, I'm an adult, you know, so I don't, <laughs> it's kind of a weird conversation. And I was like, well, you know, the goal is for people to read it, you know, and I, uh, I'm so proud of, of the book, I, I'm I'm unspeakably proud of the book, and you know I I wrote a book that I would want to read, you know, and that's kind of what what I tried to do. And uh, the reviews have been good so far, and I'm glad for that. And um, and I, I hope it does do well. Um, but just so people can read it and people can enjoy it, because I think that um, you know it's an important moment in our pop culture. I agree. Cassine, I'm sure we'll, we will be meeting in the near future. Please do, and if you if you're going to anything that uh, 
that's nearby, please let me know because I'd, I'd love to meet. And, and uh, try and if you guys are Manhattan savvy, try and come out for this thing uh, on the 27th. I think it's a Thursday night at the museum. It's it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be some cool Playhouse alumni there. There might be some cast members from the show there. Awesome. Um, so it'll be it'll be a good time. Cool. I will try to make it. And again, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye.